Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and a hearty welcome to everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We're delighted to have you with us today and hope our show will be inspirational, enlightening, and encouraging. We have a wonderful show today. Create a life you love by choosing happiness with Melinda Kapoor. During my time spent in the Himalayas and Ladakh, India, visiting ancient monasteries and sitting with monks, the primary message was centered on happiness and well-being as foundational keys and love the central thing. A card on happiness that I picked up in Hemis Monastery quoted, we don't deserve to be happy. Happiness is our nature. It is part of us. I just love that. So how do we create a life we love? How can we create natural ways to to just be happy? Is it that easy or do we make life complicated? This does not discount being with our feelings and acknowledging those unhappy moments, but finding ways during these challenging times to seek the beauty that surrounds us that can be so uplifting. Those simple pleasures, whether it's a smile in your own heart, giving a compliment, enjoying yourself, or just being grateful. Being happy can boost your mood and those of others, and happy people are loving, healthier, confident, and have greater fulfillment in life. Happiness is a state of mind, a state of well-being and contentment that brings peace to your soul. And our guest today, Melinda Kapoor, joining us from Lisbon, Portugal, will show us how to create the life you love by choosing happiness. And she certainly lives her message every day. Melinda is an award-winning writer and photographer, and she's drawn to capturing fleeting moments of visual layers of light. Born and raised in California, she moved to Rome in the 1980s where she knew no one, never having been there before. And after four years in Rome, work took her to Milan, where she met her future husband. Recently, during COVID, the pandemic, uh, the two of them decided to begin a new chapter in their lives, and they moved to Portugal. Melinda's natural interest in people and their stories led her to a degree from the University of California, Berkeley, and later to work as an international and intercultural consultant. And she's been a contributing writer to several books, including Be Love, A Conscious Shift to Birthing the Future, and her poignant book of poetry, This Time, Another Place, expresses beauty and sentiments she sees and remembers. And now I am pleased and honored to welcome our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, to our show today, 
Create the life you love by choosing happiness. Welcome, Melinda, and a hearty welcome to our listeners tuning in from Portugal. Hello, Jean. It's so nice to be with you. It's always like old home week with you. It is really. And, you know, I, I'm, I really admire uh, that you truly live in the present and you capture the beauty of fleeting moments. And we go back a long ways as co-authors in, in the international best-selling books, Life Sparks, Life Stories to Inspire, right. Illuminate and Ignite, and also Be Love, A Conscious Shift to Birthing the Future. <laughs> yes, that was an important one, I think, especially when it came out right during covid Yes. But it, yes, it's just, um, and you had such a nice introduction for me. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, it's the truth. It, it's, it's you. Well, Melinda, can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and your, your life's passion? Oh, passion. I think even when I was very young, I always liked people and I like watching people. I love the human face. Um, I love to see how it changes even with time. And, and when I go to a museum to even see the faces of old or could also be faces today, you know, it just changed the attire. Um, and I also love, I'm a very visual person. So that's why photography is especially appealing to me. I, I like to capture things that I see, or if I can't capture it with, with a camera, then I will write about it because um, otherwise, you forget, you know, these moments, as you said, they're very fleeting. And so I like to to get things while I can. But um, and so that my interest in people and other places is what led me initially to move overseas. And the first time I ever went to Yugoslavia in the, in the 80s, when it was then Yugoslavia, I was so enthralled by the country and the people and I wanted to go back. And I was living in San Francisco at the time. So when I returned home. I looked in a, uh, the yellow pages because Google didn't exist yet. And I found a Yugoslavian travel agency. I walked in and I asked for a job and I was hired on the spot. I soon became manager. And within 14 months, I went back twice more to Yugoslavia. The third visit, I actually took my younger brother um, who was just died a year after. And um, that to me was really special and important. It was like a meant-to-be trip, I guess you could say. And also on that third trip, I met somebody or somebody I knew had asked me to meet him in Paris. And at the time, I said, no, I can't. But then I thought, why not? You know, life is too short. I don't want to regret my life someday, you know, looking back and say, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I take the chance? And and so I sold my car and I, I moved to overseas. It was It wasn't that I was going to live in Paris, but it was for me like the first step in adjusting to living overseas. And I had decided already to go to Rome and it was confirmed by a voice, that voice, my own voice, I suppose, one morning and it said, go to Rome. And so I did. And that kind of started the whole adventure, my Italian adventure, which lasted more than 35 years. I lived a long time in Italy. And hmm. um, yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say I'm now a dual citizen, and um, I came to Portugal as an Italian citizen. My husband and I, we we kind of looked at each other, and we said, now what are we going to do? Well, let's do something new. I think when you're challenged by a new language and a new environment, a new culture, new people, it, it just it stimulates you, and you know, and there's, it, there's a zest for life, let's yes. say, a zest for life. Yes, so. that is so true, and... You know, thank you so much for sharing uh, your courageous story. And you and I have talked about how uh, 
you know, you're kind of pulled towards certain areas and you were pulled toward Europe and Rome. And, you know, we, we even talked about past life resonance or whatever. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I have more of a pull of resonance toward um, Asia. Uh, and, and I can really appreciate, you know, your uh what following your heart, following your your bliss and rumor quotes, let yourself be silently drawn by the stronger pull of what you really love. It will not lead you astray. And you've That's shared true. that in terms of, of, of your journey. And Melinda, life is filled with a plethora of emotions, feelings, and adjustments. Can you share with us what was it like just adapting and leaving your family and friends? Well, the time that I left California, are you talking in the 80s? Um, my father had passed away, and I've reflected on this, and I, I think if my father had lived, I probably wouldn't have done what I did, you know, making such a big move. Um, so things had changed, and my mother was getting remarried, and she moved from California back to her home state of Connecticut. And it was just, um, I felt very strongly that I needed to do this, that I need to, to just jump in and do it. it wasn't a practical move, but I was really being led more by my intuition and that I needed to do it. And so, so I did. Um, it, I went with very little money. Um, this is a nice little story in that I had to sell my car. And so I, I said, well, I will sell my car by October 31st. One person answered the ad. She came to see it on the 30th. And by the 31st, I had my cash in hand. So it was just, um, one of those nice little things, you know, when, th when things are right, everything falls into place. It's like, it's easy. You know, when things are not right for you, it's there are blocks that seem to be put up that, that stop you from proceeding in that direction. Mm, that's what that's I've found. That's so important. It's like when something is meant to be, everything will line up <laughs> to take that's you true. where you need to go. And, you know, it's amazing how life events can you know, lead us to, to move in different directions. And you're sharing how, you know, you really did that in your life. So Melinda, tell us what is your meaning of happiness? Why is it important? And what will happen if we don't choose happiness? A lot packed there, but, you know, just share with our listeners. Well, it's really happiness. They're striving for it. It's really beneficial for ourselves. As, as you said before, too, you know, it, it's important for health. It's important for, to live well. And when I say living well, I mean to be contented in life. Happiness itself is fleeting. If we had happiness all the time, we wouldn't know what it is. I mean, if we were, it, it's impossible to be happy all the time. We have such a range of emotions as human beings. But I also, I think that to find contentedness in life, you know, living overseas teaches one to, to learn to be flexible and to learn to have a sense of humor. It's very easy to complain that things don't go as well as they do at home or for this reason or that reason. But when you can start to look at it from another perspective and find the, the humor in it, it makes life easier. It's, yes. To harbor ill will or to harbor anger, it's, I think is, it's really detrimental to oneself. I know people who have done that, and I know people who just can't seem to let go of the past. 
But all we have is this, this moment right now. And, and as I'm speaking, I'm looking out at a beautiful tree with some of the leaves turning and, and drifting down. And I'm saying this and also being aware of that there is beauty right in front of me. I, I know that for some people it's difficult to see because it's like having a dark glasses. I mean, when somebody is so down, it's hard to see what's around them. But, and I also want to say emotions that are, are negative, anger and disappointment, hurt, sadness, important to feel them and then move through them. If I can give an example, um, I lost a pregnancy at about 20 weeks to a trisomy and a trisomy is a genetic defect when there are three chromosomes instead of two. And I was, somebody suggested that I take antidepressants and to get through this, this time in my life. And I refused because I knew I had to go through the sadness. I had to go through the loss. I already had a child and I felt grateful to have this, this little boy in my life. I didn't want to harbor on something on a child that would never be Instead, I chose to be grateful for what I did have. Mm -hmm. And so there's always another perspective to things. There's also always a way that you can change things around and say, yes, this has happened to me, but what's the good point out of it? Everything that happens is for our higher good. Mm -hmm. Everything, every single problem. And there's not one person on this planet who doesn't have problems or challenges. Everybody does. You know, it's, it's not like the other side. The other, what is that expression? The grass on the other side is always greener. It's not like that. Even people who have extreme uh, material wealth, they still have problems, maybe health issues, relationship issues. Everybody has struggles in this, on this earth school, in this school here. So um, it's all about perspective. It really is to just look for the joy where you can find it. Yes, and you capture it every day. <laughs> every day you post beautiful photos uh, of uh, where you are, and you know those exotic ancient uh, museums, and and you know all the geographical uh, art artwork, and you know the land that you live in now, and it's so beautiful. And I know that you really capture the essence of the moment. And I love what you sh you shared. You know, we all go through good times and bad times, but we can do damage to ourselves and others by being stuck. We can't hear the messages right. that are coming forth. We can't see the beauty that's right in front of us when we're stuck. But Melinda, I want to bring up a point uh, since we're talking about happiness and choosing happiness. And there are a lot of people out there just suffering, you know, many harbor anger, many are absorbed in grief uh, and worry that draws more of these uh, negative feelings and keep them stuck in a rut. And many are fearful, rightfully so. And, you know, we talked about this yin and yang of life that the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, you know, in order to appreciate the good times, we have to know what the bad times feel like. <laughs> right. This emotional opposites of joy and happiness and all of that. So what can you say to our listeners about, you know, loss and change? And and and, and I know you lost your mother. Uh, we we kind of walked through that experience. I think the last time you were on the show, you shared that. Yeah. Let's talk about loss and change. Um. Well, there's always loss in life. I mean, that's just part of life. You know, it's it's birth and death and birth again, and it, it just is constant. Um, I've 
I have learned from my own losses that energy is constant. It changes form. And even though somebody is not here in the physical, it doesn't mean that they don't still exist. I can only I say this from personal experience, the things I've experienced in my life um, from contact from loved ones who have gone on. And, you know, it's, I, I, I'm a really skeptical person. I have to stress that. But because of my own experiences, I do believe that there is something else. I, I'm, I can swear there is something else and beyond. And it has given me comfort. So, again, ch- things change form, but they are not gone. Yes, we, we miss the physical a person next to us, but that person, that entity is still around us. Does that make sense? That yes. don't make sense to you. <laughs> yes, because I think you and I shared about the signs that we get. And I think you talked about the monarch, monarch butterfly that appeared. And right. I tell you how I get white feathers. <laughs> yes. Lot. And, uh, you know, it's really confirmation, you know, of past loved ones still being there looking after us. I also get songs from my grandmother who passed on, you know, those biblical hymnals with poignant messages that I need right at the right time. So uh, uh, maybe before we go on break, you could share your story about the monarch butterfly that appeared. It was my mom's birthday. It was her 90th birthday. And and I was uh, giving a party for her. And my younger brother is deceased, as I mentioned, and my older brother couldn't come. So I was feeling a little bit, you know, maybe just sad, sad that I was the only one there. Of course, my immediate family was there, but I wanted my siblings with me. And in, she was in Connecticut. And under the port came this monarch butterfly. And in more than 30 years in Connecticut, I had never seen a monarch butterfly, um, which was, I felt it was my younger brother. I really did. And on that day, also a beautiful, somehow a beautiful eagle feather arrived on, on or hawk feather perhaps, arrived on the, on the front step. I mean, I, it was phenomenal to me. I mean, these are little signs that a skeptic wouldn't think means anything, but for me, they were gifts. And yes. and that was so important. But there have been so many signs over the years. Um, okay. we, you know, when I don't know, we have like one minute, well, we'll, genes. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit more about break, but I'm before uh, after break. But I, I love that beautiful story because so many people miss the signs you know, oh. by being, uh, you know, encased in grief or maybe their loved ones are trying to connect or share a message. But if we're absorbed in grief and, you know, our negative emotions, we miss these important signs. But I think now we're ready for a a brief commercial break. Stay tuned for more on Create the Life You Love by Choosing Happiness with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us today from Portugal. She's an award-winning best-selling author and photographer. Her signature book, This Time, Another Place, and When we get back, we'll hear some of those wonderful poems that capture the essence of the meaning of life and happiness with Melinda. So don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Dot com or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you.
You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us today from Lisbon, Portugal. On our show today, Create the Life You Love by Choosing Happiness. She's an award-winning, best-selling author and photographer. Her signature book, This Time, Another Place, and during this segment, we'll have an opportunity to hear uh, one uh, one or two of uh, Melinda's poems. While we were on break, we were talking about signs and uh, things that come to us or or, uh, messages or how our past loved ones are trying to communicate. And in the uh, first segment, I shared how I get beautiful white feathers, (laughs) and Melinda shared about the butterfly that appeared, the eagle's feather that appeared. And I think you have another, uh, uh, something else you'd like to share with the listeners about uh, messages that you received. Well, this one in particular, after it was early on and before I had ever moved to Europe, but I had um, before the first trip to Yugoslavia, and I went with my aunt and my cousin and her son, before they went ahead for me, and I was to meet them in the Rome airport, but I had this vivid dream of my father, and he told me in detail about the other side. And I, I don't remember what he said. I didn't remember when I woke up, just that it's, it's so beautiful. But he did talk about four Persian carpets in the dream. And I thought to myself while I was dreaming, what is he talking about, these four Persian carpets? So when I got to the Rome airport, I told my cousins and my aunt about this this dream, and we all thought, how strange. We forgot about it. We went to Dubrovnik, and we rented a car to drive up into the mountains of Herzegovina, where my father's family lived. And these were cousins I'd never met before, let alone knew what their livelihoods were. And one of them, he worked in a rug factory. So he got all of us in, as because it was only for wholesalers. But we went in, and there were beautiful Persian carpets there (laughs) that were made there. And between three of us, we bought four Persian carpets. And so at night, we, you know, we spent the day wrapping them up and sending them off to the States. But that night in the hotel, we all like simultaneously said, oh, the dream, because my father specifically said four Persian carpets. Mm. So I've heard people say, well, that's just a coincidence. I take it as a sign. To me, yeah. that is like a, a sign of continuation. You know, once somebody leaves their earth suit, as I said before, they just transfer back into their natural spiritual uh, essence. So that's my my story. And that rug is in my apartment today, and it's, <laughs> it's always a reminder. Wonderful. 
beautiful story. Uh, I know I, I just have a collection of white feathers and they remind me, they bring joy to my heart and happiness to my soul when I can look at those feathers. And, you know, it, it, it's so uplifting. And what you were saying about the dream, you know, uh, paying attention to our dreams because there's so many messages in those. Well, Melinda, one of the things that I want to talk about is the challenges that uh, we face uh, in terms of uh, uh, that, that inhibit happiness. And I know you and I talked about challenges that can be gifts. And I know some of the l- listeners out there are saying, what are you talking about? I'm caught up in misery here. Um, uh, what, what do you have to say about ways that we can deal with challenges during these hard times that inhibits choosing happiness? I, I've always looked at things from another perspective, which is probably not very normal because, um, but I, I try to look at things from, from a perspective of what I'm learning from. What's, what is it that I need to learn? For example, in my life, when something's happened to me so many times over and over, I've thought, what am I, what am I doing to draw these experiences to me? Um, I can give an example that I was uh, accosted many times when I was traveling. Um, I was assaulted. Um, I was on a train and a man showed me a photocopy of an article about rape. And as I got to the door to leave the compartment, he, he hit me and knocked me down. And I, little things happened so often that I, I thought, what am I doing? And I finally realized that I was kind of had this vibe of being timid and afraid. And something clicked in me and I became the aggressor, if that makes sense. <laughs> I became like the warrior woman. And it was, it's a change in attitude, a change of perspective. Um, there were other instances when I've, other things happened a lot to me. And I'd say, now, what is a lesson that I'm not getting? There's something here. So underlining, if somebody, all this, these bad, I know somebody, for example, who blames everybody for her woes. She's always the victim. But I, if, if you can say, see, what is it that I need to learn? And when we ask, what do I need to learn? The answer will come. Maybe not right then, but all of a sudden you'll have a revelation. This is what, what it is. This is the message because it's the same lesson with a different scenario all the time. Yes. That's, yeah. I, I'm going on another tangent probably, but um, I think if when we're unhappy too, and, and I know that depression is real, please, I, I've been there. I know that. Um, but again, as I said before, embracing all the emotions that we have and having gratitude for what, what we do have. For example, um, my mom was in hospice and looking out the window and seeing squirrels and chipmunks, I found joy in that. So that's a very little thing that helped lighten the load, if that makes sense. The more gratitude we have, it seems the more comes to us and where we open up our heart for more and we can see more and feel more. Um, instead of longing for the past is another thing that we should be conscious of being in the moment. Um, it's, you've talked about grief, though, too, and how to deal with it. And, Jean, I think the signs are there and they're real and love is constant and, and 
everlasting. And if we can just be more aware of what is coming to us with you, it's the white feathers. For me, I see hearts in it all the time. It's just amazing how hearts show up all the time, be it in, you know, ice cream or, you know, on the ground and with a leaf or whatever. It's, it's, it's amazing to me that hearts are everywhere. Yes. Uh, and it's interesting that you brought up, you know, how uh, a person, you know, loves to blame others. And, you know, there are benefits, <laughs> unfortunately, for people playing the victim or being stuck or relying on others or being manipulative, you know, uh, to, 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 to call in others to serve them or be a part of their experience. And, uh, it's not really a healthy way to, to live because really you're blocking your own happiness. And there are a lot of people caught up in guilt that keeps them from being happy, uh, being unforgiving, being caught up in shame, being caught up in their stories. And um, nonetheless, our memories are significant, but we don't have to be stuck in the story. And one of the points that you you brought up about how you you know, move through the challenging time with, you know, a miscarriage or even, uh, you know, your experience traveling. That could have been a block for you that inhibited further traveling. You could have said, gosh, you know, I'm afraid I, I, I need to go back. I'm not going to, you know, move forward with my journey. But you became the warrior woman <laughs> and, uh, and reclaimed your power. And I just love that. And well, I'll, I'll, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that that one experience, I mean, that was probably the worst one on the train. That taught me something to be wary. That taught me to listen to my intuition because before that happened, I had a, my voice, this higher self yelling at me to get out of that compartment, get out now. And I rationalized. It was like a conversation in my head. Oh, don't be silly. You know, I can keep, I'll stay awake. You know, it's only only three hours, this type of thing. And so I learned to listen to that inner voice. And I'm, I'm grateful for that experience as, as terrifying as it was. And, and, it, it, but it did make me wary. I was a foreigner in a strange land. I didn't speak the language. I didn't understand the culture. And soon after I had ex- another experience where I was being followed. And as I would rush to one side of the street, this is this person would, you know, run, run on right behind me on following me. And, but if I hadn't had the experience on the train, maybe I wouldn't have been so cautious. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a- it's listening to the inner self, listening to the guide. We, we all have our guide. We all have our intuition or our instinct. It's just that we don't tend not to listen to it if we start to rationalize things but yeah and you know i know we're going off i'm going on another tangent but i just thought of this that that people of crime uh, police always say that a person who has gone um something happened to them like they were on on the street or something that they've often had a feeling that they shouldn't have gone down that street or they shouldn't have you know stopped for a minute it's there's often a premonition we have to learn to listen to that because it really is a godsend Yes, yes, that's so important. And I really appreciate you sharing that. I wrote an article, listen, listen to the voice of love and that higher self that's always trying to guide you. And I know when I don't pay attention, <laughs> you know, yes. I pay the price. So I, you know, try to, you know, take that time to really hear 
or ask those questions. What am I to do in this particular situation? And maybe you may not get the answer right away, but for me, it it comes. And as we talk about moving through challenging times, you know, there's so many things that we can do to bring us back to contentment and being happy, uh, uh, being uh, forgiving, uh, being grateful, uh, volunteering. Right, exactly. Yes, and I think I shared with you how uh, I was going through a challenging time, and I decided to volunteer at the uh, University of Mississippi Medical Center Children's Hospital. And I greeted parents and children. I served coffee to the parents. I uh, uh, participated with the children in the activity center. And this shifted my mood. And it resulted in me sponsoring a healing arts project at the hospital, primetime family time, storytelling series, and cultural arts festival uh, for children, family, staff, and caregivers. So you never know where, you know, these challenging times will lead you. But I think it's important to pick yourself up, get out of your own way, do something different. And uh, uh, you can really see the difference. It's so true, because if we have time to think so much about ourselves, let's dedicate some of that time to thinking about another person or creature giving care for, a, a, like, go to the, get an animal, you know, an abused animal, go to the shelter to get some something or to get you out of yourself. Because in giving, we give to ourselves. We enrich our own lives by giving to others. Yes. And we stop thinking so much about ourselves because some those problems are going to resolve them, themselves. My cousin always says, um, let go and let God Yes, so yes. everything works its way out. It always does. And yes. and then remembering there are lessons in those difficulties, gifts yes. in the difficulties. Yes, I love what you said. Adopt a pet. Even just smiling. Be grateful. Be mindful. That's, be present. Yeah, that's that's another thing that, that you know, when we smile, even if we have tears streaming down our face, we automatically feel better. And as human beings, we are naturally drawn to the expressions of others. You know, if you see someone smiling, you feel like smiling too. It's contagious. And it's so, with young children too, when you smile at them and you know they'll smile back. So we have to find the joy. So even I, I urge people, when you're feeling blue, just put a smile on your face, even with those tears streaming, do it. It'll make you feel better. Just, yes. It's an odd thing, but it does happen. Yes, it does. And Melinda, I think we were talking about affirmations and one that you uh, shared with me before, all will work out for my highest good. I, I really love that. That's so true, though. I mean, every when you it's always looking back, you know, when you get to if you look back and reflect on things and you see, wow, if that hadn't happened, if I hadn't broken my foot, I wouldn't have met that wonderful lady, you know? So it's like these little things, you know, there's always some good that comes out of a bad situation. Um, Yeah. And even, even the times of loss again, you know, when I lost both times, I lost my dad and my brother, people came up to me at the, at the funeral and said that they had had visions of them, and people I didn't even know. And so, you know, that they had a dream. See, when you were speaking about grief before, the thing about grief, it's like a shroud. And when you have just lost someone, it's very difficult for them to come 
to you because the grief is it's like surrounding you and it's almost in, enveloping you and, you know, they can't get through. But as you just start to let go, um, you'll start to see the signs. I told my mom before she passed that she could come to me. I said, let me know that I was right, that there is something else. But don't come to me, you know, like stand by my bed in the night. Just come to me in another way. So it was last year on October 8th, and I heard her voice so distinctly in my ear. And, you know, she, all she did was say hello to me, and she used my nickname. But that in itself was a sign, because if you just are open to it, and it's when you're not thinking about it. It's not when you're looking for it. You can't go outside and say, I'm going to look for a sign today. You can ask for one, and then it will appear to you. But it's not when you're looking for it, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And, you know, it's so important to really pay attention again to the signs that we get. And it's important to acknowledge your feelings, to be with your feelings. We're not saying don't, you know, acknowledge that because we all feel, you know, grief or pain or loss, uh, the yin and yang of life, you know, the good times, the bad times, but you don't have to dwell in despair or constantly bemoan your circumstances. Find that contentment. As Melinda shared, her definition of happiness is being content. And that softens our emotions through the stages and phases and turning points of life. And the thing is, we're, to remember, we're never alone because there's always people who are going through the same thing. Yes, and it's good to connect with other people. Uh, as exactly. we were saying, whether it's volunteering or, you know, participating in community events or things that, you know, you're aware of, you know, take time to step out, step beyond your comfort zone and do something different. It can shift your mood. Well, I think, Melinda, it's time for another commercial break. We're going to get to those magnificent poems that you have in the next segment. So don't go away. We'll return shortly with more on Create the Life You Love by Choosing Happiness with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us today from Lisbon, Portugal. She's an award-winning author and photographer. Her signature book, This Time, Another Place. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace one another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group, that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. 
In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie, and today we are with our amazing guest, Melinda Kapoor, joining us from Lisbon, Portugal, on our show today, Create the Life You Love by Choosing Happiness. Melinda is an award-winning author and photographer, and her signature book, This Time, Another Place, 
a book of poems. And we're going to move right in with Melinda sharing her poems. Okay. <laughs> so now I have, which one should I read? This is the big thing. I'm just going to open the book and see what comes up. And, and this one is Do Something. So this will relate to listeners that when, well, something my father said to me. So it's like if, if you're bemoaning or feeling blue, it's just do something because action begets action. So anyway, the poem is Do Something. When I was young, daydreaming, stretched out on my bed, my dad stuck his head in my room and said, do something, even if it's wrong. At the time, I felt lazy, like I should be physically active outside hoeing weeds or something. I reflected on his statement over the years, getting more from it than he ever intended. The fact is, I was doing something. I was busy constructing immense castles in my mind, one idea leading to another in a vast labyrinth of thought. I wish I had known to tell him. As an adult, ruminating at my life's hesitations, I interpret the words in another way. Action begets action. Things you do might not be what you want, but in the doing, you can meet someone or find something along your path that will direct you to someone or something else, which will lead you to where you want to go or where you need to be. And knowledge gained is worth any detour. Beautiful. Do something so we can get unstuck. And as you were saying, your thoughts uh, can you can start with your thoughts, right? <laughs> your Absolutely. Ideas, right. Yes. And build from that, right? Yes. I mean, but please, I mean, I, I don't want to, uh, I mean, just I understand depression. I understand sadness yes. and, I, and, and the loss. And I know how hard it is. But if just to, there will be light again, you just have to honor the grief and honor the sadness. And even when you're angry, you know, be angry. Don't <clears throat> suppress it, but then move on from it. Move on and look for the beauty and look <clears throat> for the good. And and this just little minutes, I'm going to read this, this poem, if I may, Jean. Let called, me go back to do something, because even if uh, do something can be seeking help or connecting with absolutely. others, something simple absolutely. as that. So, absolutely, but do something. Yes. Don't just let day after day go, you know, sitting there saying, oh, and, and grieving or feeling resentment, just do something to change it, Yes. to better yeah. yourself. To, because also forgiving is not for others, it's for you, yes. so that you live well. Mm-hmm. But this one I wanted to say is when you can just find a little moment to make you feel um, awe or to make you feel um, amazement at just a little thing. It's a very quick poem. It's called Fleeting Moments. There's something to be said for the glow of late day where the rays of the sun's waning light hit just so on the familiar and banal. All of a sudden, I see things literally in a new light. I'm overcome to witness such beauty where I saw none before. Mm, I love that. I love the, that. Fleeting moments. The golden hour, if anyone, you know, anywhere you are, just even in a city, I used to be love to see how the sun would reflect on the other buildings and, you know, in the light. And that's what I, I love, that golden hour in the early morning or in the late of the day. It's just amazing mm-hmm. how it hit on the Duomo of Milano, you know, that beautiful rose-colored marble. And I just, it will always be a memory in my mind. I love that. And you capture it so eloquently in your photos. And it's amazing. I posted a little TikTok video this morning, simple pleasures. And I said, 
watch the sun rise, watch the sunset, oh. <laughs> light a, light a scent, scented candle, uh, uh, have a cup of tea, hug someone. You know, it's like things that we can do, the simple pleasures that, you know, we can capture and we don't have to be stuck in grief or absorbed in anger or whatever. Okay, and you have another one that you like to share, right? Well, I I could. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, I, I'll just open up to, let's see, what what is this? Oh, this has gone ahead. Okay, this one that I opened to, um, and this is for people who have lost someone, just, just remembering somebody. It's called Gone Ahead. He comes to me in my mind when I think of him at the oddest times. Having my coffee in the kitchen, I thought, God, how I miss him. I'm right here, says the voice, in my head, yet not mine. But I want to be with you in life, I reply. Laugh like we used to. Hug you. You'll be with me again, says the voice, but don't rush it. I laugh out loud, recognizing his quick wit, knowing in my heart that we shared a special moment over morning coffee. That's about my younger brother. And it was just, it's exactly how it happened. It was his voice in my head, mm-hmm. his wit. And I, it just, I just laughed. You know, laughter does so, uh, so much good. It just lightens everything when we can laugh. And as they say on the other side, those who've had near-death experiences who are, or who have remembrances, as some of us do, that, that it's all joy, all bliss, all, it's laughter. Yes. And we take things so seriously. But remember, this is like the big school of life and everything is for our higher good. So... Yes. And the name of that poem, what was the name of it again? That was called um, Gone Ahead. Okay. So we have fleeting moments, do something, gone ahead. Very empowering messages from your poetic voice. (laughs) Tell us a little (laughs) bit about your book, This Time, Another Place. And I know you, uh, on the cover of it, you have this spiritual symbolism of the monarch butterfly that represents transformation. Share with us about your book and how our listeners can find it. Uh, This book, just, I have been writing poems for a while, you know, and they were were stuck in pockets and scraps of paper. And I said, I, I just have to do something with this. And I was very adamant, strangely enough, it was like this urging that it had to be done in 2019. I just had to do it. And as things turned out, as you know, Jean, when you and I finally met, you know, we had met each other before, but not in person. Uh, we went to Mexico. And because of this book yes. and because of um, your work, and we were given awards there. So... I don't know. It's just, again, being guided that it had to be done. So I rushed to get it done. But anyway, the book cover is actually of of urban art that I took a picture of in Berlin. And I was mesmerized by the butterfly because, as we spoke before, the monarch butterflies are thought to carry human spirit. Um, The Mexicans on the Day of the Dead, they... They, it's a time when actually the monarchs swarm to, to a place in Mexico as well as there's another Capistrano, I think, in California. Uh, they migrate there. So that's the symbolism there of the transformation. But also um, there's, there's circles on the book that I, I wanted, and there's a green one and a purple one. And those are colors that I have seen when I've seen um, spirit. So... And those two colors, and they are symbolic for me. Anyway, 
And the circles, um, I always think of our life like a circle that we're in orbits and the orbits kind of overlap each other. And sometimes like yours and I, you know, we're, we're orbiting together and then maybe yes. we'll go out and, and meet other people. So I, I always think that our, our life it mm-hmm. is, is a completion. It comes to a circle full stop. Mm, very birth powerful. And, birth right. and then birth back in, into spirit. Yes, yes. And we have to be open to, you know, where life wants to take us, you know, be drawn by what, uh, you know, what captures our heart, uh, that pull that Rumi talks about. So, Melinda, how can our listeners uh, connect with you? And I think you have a giveaway. Yes, on my website, it's melindacapor.com, which is M-E-L-I-N-D-A-K-A-P-O-R.com. Um, you can find the books there, all of the books, the ones that you and I were in together, Jane, as well as my book of poetry. And there's also a giveaway. Um, there's a chapter there, an e-chapter from a book um, that, please, if you give me your name and address, it'll come to you immediately. And there are pictures, if you can choose whatever or all of them that you would like, and you can send them as e-cards. Okay. Well, Melinda, thank you so much for being here today for your enlightening inspiration on choosing happiness. We know that your message will change the lives of many of our listeners. And thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for having me, Jane. Thank you. Okay. All right. So tune in next week for our show, How to Get Things Done by Meditating with David Gandelman. Access your weekly love practice exercise posted on the blog pages of my websites, JeanFarrisJourney.com and JeanMarieFarrisConsciousLoving.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. Choose happiness by setting yourself free. In my recently published article in Savannah East, Seven Keys to Spiritual Freedom, I highlight the freedom to be you, freedom of expression, freedom of choice, freedom through connection, freedom through grace, and freedom through spiritual practice. Happiness is a moment away. Look for the beauty in yourself and all that surrounds you. Look for the goodness in life by choosing happiness and create a life you love. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.